Hello and welcome to A Couple of Goons, a hockey podcast hosted by brilliant hockey mind Neil Payne, a person who is not here this week. And as a result, you get me, Walter Hickey, a person who is recently interested in hockey and has been using the season to tap into the brains of Neil. Now, don't worry, it's not just me vamping for several minutes. It's actually me and two friends, one of whom you'll remember, <laughs> Emily Shear. Hello, Emily. Hey, Walt. How are you? And the second of which is Tyler Laletta, a colleague of mine from work who also recently got into hockey. Hello, Tyler. How are you doing? <laughs> the music just cuts for me. The music it's cuts off. Like We're still dead, elegantly like... trying to phase it out. It's not very good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just a heart. And Tyler's here. Yeah. What's up, Walt? How you doing? I wish I could cut music on you. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, this is gonna be a very fun episode tonight because I'm fine. <laughs> um, Neil is obviously the backbone of this organization, as well as the rest of he the skeleton. The he's the GitHub. He well, so he texted me the GitHub. We'll get back to the GitHub. It'll be great. But he is like really the glue that holds this entire enterprise together. Without which, we're going to see what happens. But we have a very fun show for people tonight because we're going to be talking about a thing that all of us actually know a little bit about, which is um, how hockey is broadcasted over the television and how that changes but we'll get to that later um i mostly tyler i've been wanting to have you on for a while mainly because like you are a very key reason that i got into hockey uh <laughs> and i say that not because you were a longtime hockey fan yourself but you uh no. <laughs> you tweeted something to the nature of i think i'm gonna become a hockey guy this year and then i looked at that yeah. tweet and i was like i think i'm gonna become a hockey guy this year mm-hmm. um how has your adventure been so far it's been pretty good i'd say i like I tweet a lot, right? So, <laughs> like, you tweet things. And I think, I forget where we were in the pandemic, but I guess it was probably, like, close to the start of the season, I'd assume. Um, and I had, like, um, I'm a sports reporter. Yes. And during those months when sports just didn't exist, you started, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? So, like, uh, I don't know how many of you, how much aware of this y'all are but like horse racing never really stopped so <laughs> tyler was watching like four hours of santa anita footage in like june you know like i know june was like things were kind of getting bad but like man you know like it was yeah. it was kind of dark um and then like slowly more things came back so like i got into nascar because nascar was back early i got into formula one because formula one was running and these were things like easier to socially distance in 40 cars or in formula one 20 cars than having 10 guys on the ice or or 12 or goalies count sure um and uh 10 guys on the court you know playing football playing baseball or whatever so i kind of like I thought I was a pretty good sports fan and especially it being my job. And then I realized that I had this capacity for more. And (laughs) so hockey was coming around and I was like, all right, man, like let's like give it a real college, the whole college track. Cause I had like growing up, I was just a Philadelphia sports fan, you know? So it was like the great sports, like I'd wake up a great sports. Right. Yeah. And (laughs) you got the big four. So you just kind of like go with, whatever's in front of you (laughs) and i remember like understanding who eric lindros was you know and like knowing he was supposed to be good and uh simone gagne was an important figure in philadelphia sports lore for a while um and i had gotten away from it and 
just knowing that hockey was coming back, I said like, all right, you've added these other things, so why not? So I put 20 bucks on the Flyers to win the Stanley Cup. Nice. And I put 20 bucks on the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. And I said, all right, here we go. And then uh, obviously, Walt, I don't know if you even engaged or liked with the liked the tweet on Twitter, but you hit me in the DMs where it counts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and was like, I too will become a hockey guy. And I said, great, we'll go on this journey together. And then Walt started a podcast without me. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so here I am. Uh, but to get back to the original point, I uh, definitely have watched more hockey this year than I have ever before. Um, especially when football season got to the playoffs and basketball season going, I kind of got back into my roots of like toggling between the Sixers and Flyers. Um, been having a good time with it, but I'm still like woefully unfamiliar. And over the past couple weeks, as the Flyers chances of making the playoffs have tailed off, uh, it's been harder to keep up. I know that the, the nine, nothing game has already written itself into a couple of goons lore pretty heavily, but yeah, I'm sure it was for you. Um, (laughs) And that was one where like the toggle was happening and I forget how the Sixers might've been doing that night, but I'm pretty sure it was a toggle night and I turned it over and it was like five, nothing. And it was like, well, that can't get much worse. And then <laughs> it did. Uh, so that was rough. But uh, I will say just a couple nights ago on another toggle night, they were down two goals to, I think the caps, I'm not sure. I forget who, but they were down two goals and I turned with, three minutes left and I turned away from that on the toggle and then the bottom line scrolled by and it was like flyers in overtime. I was like, what happened? And because I was in the toggle, I was able to rewind thanks to modern technology and uh, Claude Giroux had dumped in two empty netters to force overtime. We wanted to shoot out and that was cool. And that was just like, I like the thing I like about sports is that weird shit happens. Yeah. And just being vaguely aware of hockey this year allowed me to engage in more weird shit. So I'm pretty happy about it. (laughs) Yeah. It like, I've like really enjoyed that part of it where it's just like, you know, football sometimes kind of ends in like a, who can do timeouts faster or more tactically (laughs) like basketball, like, you know, I've I've always had a trouble getting into that because I never really had a good college scene for it. But also, like, you know, the the last two minutes can oftentimes be a very long experience. But with hockey, it's just like, man, anything kind of goes, and they're always oh, like, yeah. pretty fun. If, if it's even like if it's like a one goal game, it's like very very close the entire time. Yeah, yeah, hockey is the closest thing it seems like we have in American sports to the idea of like soccer flow in general. Um, of just it, you know, it go if the game keeps going, it stops briefly, but it mostly keeps going. And uh, it's definitely easier to passively engage with, I'll say. Like, the football thing is frustrating for everything. But every time the whistle goes, you know, like, okay, locked in. And I have, one of the things that I've appreciated about hockey is, like, knowing when to pay attention based on when the play-by-play man raises his voice like this! And then... <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. Sweet. And so, Emily, last time that you were on, we were talking the Isabel Cup... Uh, what have you been? Have you watched much since, or, or kept tabs on any of the? Uh, obviously, you've been monitoring the GitHub with a very regular speed. But <laughs> um, yeah, I I am not a great hockey watcher in the sense that I 
tend to put all of my energy into the playoffs, but I go really, really hard at the playoffs. Um, So instead, lately, I've been watching um, the conclusion of MTV's The Challenge. That is classic. That is my sports equivalent in this current. Is Johnny Bananas still live? He uh, was not on the season. He did not win, but CT did. CT? Okay, sick word. Yeah. The old guard stands tall. (laughs) Yes, correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. We've obviously like, you know, this is the part of the season where like there's only three teams that are actually like in contention for a playoff spot. And so it has been like, you know, it's been interesting to watch occasionally, (laughs) but it's definitely been like whatever the abridged season is. Uh, it's been tough to really kind of find a team that's succeeding week to week, except for team of the week. And that's what this segment is called. Um, Ooh, so Neil nice. is usually, again, so Neil is the person who knows a lot about hockey and also the statistics thereabouts. Um, so he usually uh, is the one who identifies the team of the week. And in lieu of doing that, he sent me a picture of a spreadsheet uh, is very multicolor. And I'm going to look at the spreadsheet and decide that the team of the week is the New York Rangers. Uh, they, um gained uh 11 points in elo over the over the past two weeks which is the third highest other teams gained a little more but that doesn't really count they tripled okay now this is a true statistic they tripled their chances of making the playoffs just in the past week it is all From the way what up to what to, well it is currently at 3.4 percent and so as Sick. a result right, word. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. you know also a true statistic this is uh, a true statistic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, no, the actual team of the week, according to the thing that Neil sent me is the Minnesota wild who have been the team of the week before. They're a fun team. They are, um, you know, in my list in women's hockey, they are my team. I don't know if you, if you remember that, I believe that we need to, uh, we owe people fudgy the whales at some point over that, but yeah, no, Minnesota wild. They're great. Um, currently leading three, two over the St. Louis blues. There you go. So, and St. Louis is fighting to get in there. A little, yeah. or I, I guess you're not supposed to do that in podcast, right? It's like oh, no, you can do whatever you want. No specific. Please anger 25 p.m. on Wednesday. But we are 11, like, we are 12, 13, 14 yeah. seconds past H25. Yeah, I'm holding up a picture of today's newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this uh, whole thing is a ruse. This is an alibi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If if, if you ever go silent for 20 minutes in there, you are definitely robbing a safe way. Exactly. (laughs) uh, Oh no, the GitHub. Uh, yes. Uh, Tyler, you are, so you're a fan of Philly, right? Of course. And you also mentioned that you're a fan of Toronto. I, I am a gambling fan of tomorrow, uh, Toronto. Yes, Yes, I am. Uh, which is a uh, I've I I realized in high school I got into gambling because I would stay up late and bet on West Coast college basketball teams, and I realized it's the easiest way possible to invest yourself in a team. So I bet on Toronto and Philly. Uh, I now wish I had bet on Edmonton because they're on TV more. It seems, or at least like when I've what I've been watching, uh, like the late night games. Sure, yeah, and uh, Connor McDavid has uh i'd say like a steph curry-esque like you gotta watch him type thing like i don't know very few very little hockey knowledge going on between <laughs> these ears but uh seeing him i'm like oh, i get it yeah that guy's really good <laughs> like, like yeah that that is abundantly clear so <laughs> everyone else is like trying but that guy's crushing it so yeah yeah um, i've also been enjoying some of the evening games and edmonton is what i picked for my canadian team so there you go. Yeah. Sick. There we go. Yeah. It's good stuff. I think I missed Jersey discussion, but is there like a 
take on the Edmonton jerseys because they are loud, but I'm kind of about it. Emily, I'm going to throw this to you. You, you as the sartorial expert here, the the design professional, a, the only person currently speaking on this podcast who has single handedly designed a professional jersey for a professional hockey team. I'm going to let you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edmonton's are rad. They have a good, unique color scheme going on. They got the blue and orange, which I guess they sort of share with the New York Islanders, but they are like the ones that are like, we're going to own orange. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I think cool stuff. I think their alternates are always really weird because it's one of those things where they are such an iconic team that they are just kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see if it works in right. terms of the alternates where right, usually yeah. it does not work like mm-hmm. i can't find their reverse that happens with the, that's yeah. that's been a problem in football as well is that it's like you're the dallas fucking cowboys like what are you doing <laughs> like like what are you like midnight blue what like what yeah are we, oh like, yeah it's the same with the green bay packers so, when they're in like yeah. blue and yellow right. and it's like yeah, okay yeah, yeah. you're yeah, trying they, but you don't yeah, need to <laughs> I, I understand that these were your jerseys for like two years in the sixties, I guess, but like who like I don't know. But yeah, I was I was worried. I have this I have this concern with a lot of things that I enjoy, I guess, is that I start enjoying them and then I'm like, oh God, what if it's the wrong thing to like? You know? <laughs> and so like I like really liked the Edmonton jerseys and then I wanted to check with people smarter than me because uh I didn't want to say that publicly and then have everyone be like, yeah, everyone hates those fucking things. Like, are you like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. All right, I mean, sweet. Neil and I have Clear strong past. disagreements on jerseys. He is a okay. big fan of Colorado's. I think Colorado's are garbage. Uh, I mean, that's it's, I, I remember, I, I listened to a bit of the extreme conversation that happened on a previous pod and uh, the Colorado avalanche jerseys and logo and whole vibe in general certainly <laughs> strike. So like we were founded in the nineties, it looks like, you know, like it's just like very much like, or at least rebranded them. I don't know the history of the team, but like it very much uh, of a time that is not the current moment for sure. You know, yeah. a little bit of like arena football vibes to it or something like that, but. Yes. There's like an entire like era of sports teams that were founded that was just like, let's name our sports team after the worst thing that could possibly happen to you in this region. And like the right, avalanche yeah. are definitely one of those. Yeah, like yeah. the Toronto Raptors attacked by a dinosaur. Exactly. Course, like, yeah. no, because it was like they just found dinosaurs recently. They were like, the kids love Jurassic Park. They're going to love I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always thought the whole lore was just like Jurassic Park was popular for like the three month period they were polling. And now a city in Canada is forever <laughs> cursed to have a team named after dinosaurs. It's great. Like, it's fantastic. It's like, I don't know, like, like it's the the web 1.0 version of like Bodie McBoatface, you know, of like just like this, like, like yeah, I don't know. I guess we're the Raptors now. It's like great. You're a multi billion dollar organization, but yeah, cool. so we're either like, rocket ships or dinosaurs. I don't know. This is what the kids are into these days. Listen, like yeah, sorry, we put it to a poll. Every like half of the newspapers. Uh, subscribers responded and now we are the Toronto Raptors I don't know they're sick though I like their jerseys it's I don't I mean like mixed bag if it works it works I like their mascot like the inflatable t- Raptors <laughs> yeah, yeah he is he is he's solid solid hang that guy um yeah so again fun season so far I think that like my takeaway from the season has been like again getting a little bit of hockey knowledge but also like you know, it's I'm I enjoy it whenever it's on now, which was not the case when it was on in a bar that I was in a year ago. 
and I'm looking right. forward to being in bars very soon and then seeing hockey on and being like, I'm going to watch this instead of pretending to watch baseball. So I'm really looking forward uh, to it. Now, now, Walt, can I ask, have you had the experience yet of like wanting to break something because of hockey? Because I feel like that is like a threshold moment in sports fandom is when like you've been either crushed or like so mad at someone like like have you even just like a come on ref or something like that that you've realized like you had a moment and said ah ha i'm a hockey hockey guy yeah so there have been a few moments um what so my first like formative hockey moment so to speak i mentioned this earlier was like i was on a rowing like I was on the rowing team in college because I had very incongruous ideas of what I was capable uh, physically. And um, with rowing, you you go south in the in the winter months where it's no longer very, very cold. Uh, and so you migrate like a bird. We do. Yeah. So we went to Tampa and <laughs> I thought you were saying rowing south. And I was like, does it work that way? No, like, it doesn't. Like, no. Okay, rowing like- is like an is shockingly not useful, like means of travel you need like very still right. water and stuff like that it's not like, like 20 people yeah like the sailing team could like go to maryland if they wanted to like if they really mm. got bored one day they could really just make a go of it on the chesapeake the rowing team not so much so we were in tampa and it was a bunch of william mary kids and so they're all from northern virginia and the capitals were playing the tampa bay lightning that night and we got seats for like three dollars because for because whatever tampa. reason yeah, for whatever reason, Tampa isn't a hockey town or wasn't that time. Um, for whatever reason. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It was the <laughs> middle of winter in Tampa, and it, we just went to go to a hockey game. And my favorite moment in that entire thing that made me like, this sport's really cool, is like, you know, it was a quiet game, and all everybody that I was with was rooting for for Washington, obviously. I like Tampa. And then they had that like little game interstitial that was just like, hi, I'm the lead player on the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, this is my charity. This is my beautiful wife. This is my house right behind me. This is my dog. It's it's just a lovely thing out here. And here's my charity. Here's what's important to me. And then three minutes later, Alex Ovechkin was beating the shit out of him, and they had to take him off the ice. And this was when I realized that this is the greatest sport in the world because the energy That's walking fair. back to the hotel after this experience was was electric. <laughs> and all sports should be like this. And it was great. Um, and then so like this season, like there have been a couple you know frustrating losses. There was one like situation where we lost the game again to alexander ovechkin over the course of about five minutes um but i would say like yeah i'm an I'm ovechkin based <laughs> enjoyer of hockey i guess is what i'm now learning through the story Damn. but you yeah ovech pilled yes oh man um i think that means that you like putin a lot but i'm not actually entirely sure of the <laughs> geopolitics of what that means um but um nevertheless uh i have definitely felt extremely frustrated watching it i haven't broken anything yet but also the rangers have not really been in contention a lot this year so i feel like in order to, the stakes need to get a little higher and 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 the calamity needs to get much more significantly worse um for that to happen but either way i've i've had a good year how about you what have you broken me? Yes. Uh, I'll say the the nine nothing was that was a rough like, night. <laughs> tough, right? You know, like again, I'm not like invested enough for it to be like crushing, but I had this like click in my head of like, oh, this isn't going well at all. Like, like just <laughs> this, like 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 I, I, I'm like I'm like aware of what um, what hockey scores are supposed to be, you know, <laughs> and it's just like not in the realm of you know like like three two even like five one on like a bad day you know and i just like didn't even know um nine nothing was in the scope of things you know (laughs) so that was like a little like ah huh all right not your year uh (laughs) but 
Um, I will say the Drew thing was sick. Like, like watching that was great. And so it's, it's, um, it definitely hasn't gotten me out of my seat. I, I will say the, the most fun and dumbest thing that I've been doing with relation to my new hockey fandom is I am a gambler and I bet on, uh, they have first goal odds Ooh. for games a lot. So I'll bet on, you know, I, it's usually Claude Drew or Connor McDavid are the two I bet if one of those games is coming on. And it's great because you only have to invest in like the first 12 minutes of action or something like that, <laughs> like, like in case you don't want to watch the whole game. And uh, so I started doing it because I, I bet first basket in NBA a lot. And when I started with hockey, I was like, oh, you like still are trying to figure out who's on the ice at like relative times because they change so quickly. Um, I, it, I've gotten better after like after two months of doing this, but the first couple I would bet on a guy and I'd be like, all right, come on, Claude, put it in. And he's like, not on the, you know, like, just like, like, oh, he was so close. It's like, oh no, he's like not in the game right now. man. Like, so, uh, but that's been fun. Uh, and, and that I've hit a couple of those. And I tell you, you know, turn five bucks into sixty bucks right quick, thanks to Connor McDavid. That's a that's a good time. It's a that, good time watching hockey. That's an investment. That's that's like that like makes Dogecoin look like Bitcoin. That's great. Like it does, really, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so like on that kind of now that we're we've found our way towards the topic of the day, um, you know, because you and I got into this over the course of the pandemic, we've not actually been able to enjoy live hockey. We've been consuming uh, hockey through a medium. One might say multiple mediums, one might say the media. And, and I guess that what we wanted to talk today, um, because Emily, obviously you've been following a lot of this much longer and, and again, um, have a lot of like really fascinating thoughts on some of this. But like, I wanted to talk about like ho- hockey broadcasts and kind of like, like, you know, like, like you mentioned, Tyler, like, you know, you can very clearly track the cadence of a game through like how the announcers are talking, which I think is like very, very helpful in a way that as a person who's new to a league, um, because like I watch a lot of Overwatch as well, which is an esport, and the th- critique that I've always had of like some of the esports stuff is that they're not good at that emotional valence conveying stakes thing yet. They're like, always at eleven, man. They're always at eleven, and like I get why, and it's cool, and it's good, and like if you know it, you know why, because obviously the stakes right. can like you know a, a single fuck up can really dilate the change the, the the scope of the game. But like the thing that I struggled with sometimes when watching Overwatch, especially like watching a new meta or things like that, was like it's always at eleven. But like realistically, the broadcasters in in hockey have done a very good job of I think like kind of using emotional valence to kind of shepherd us in. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about just generally how hockey broadcasts work. Like clearly there have been a lot of uh, like evolutions over time in this. Uh, we spoke about a person named Don Cherry, who uh, recently has been like, you know, a friend texted me functionally treating him as if he were Voldemort. And so I guess I'm just kind of wondering like, how has the broadcast situation around hockey changed? And like, since we are just diving in, in, in the year of earlier 2021, what, can you catch us up a little bit on how hockey gets broadcast and works? <laughs> Emily? Yeah, so in the U.S. hockey um, currently and since about 2005 or so basically has existed exclusively within the NBC Comcast enterprise. So we know that as NBC um, has a game, I believe, every Sunday. They also have sort of the big games, Stanley Cup playoffs, um, the Winter Classic the we're gonna randomly have a game in Lake Placid and it's gonna fall apart as you watch. Um, 
So they've had that. They've had it on NBCSN, which has had prior life as Versus and the Outdoor Life Network, also known as OLN, um, which sort of makes sense, too, when you think of NBC as NBC's whole thing is they basically have been like, we are just going to go all in on the Olympics because that's what we have the rights to. Um, so we're just going to run with it. And hockey is the big winter Olympic sport. So we're going to own hockey until right. um, no, very crazy. recently when they decided they were not going to own hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, so there's no like swimming league. There's no gymnastics league. There probably is. But again, like that's what the Olympics channel is. But like really hockey. I'm oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, well, there is the, there is pro swimming. There's a whole sort of events tour of that. Katie Ledecky's on it. She stopped swimming for Stanford. Sorry. I know way too much about women's sports and niche stuff. Um, no, absolutely. Gymnastics. Yeah. And then gymnastics, um, basically part of the issue with gymnastics is they lost all their sponsors. Um, <laughs> so all of their events are basically titled really generic stuff like the American cup. Um, and they also, because of the pandemic, they're only starting up soon but they are going to start up soon because the gymnastics team trial process is starting and it's really stressful because they are only taking four which is wild this year instead of five which is normal which they're doing after this olympics so basically you have simone biles and then three other people right wow that's wild (laughs) that's rough Yes. But so NBC has had it since 2004. And so like the big news that this past week has been like, number one, Disney got a bunch of games. Disney ESPN bought like half the games. Um, and then the other half of the games just sold to Turner, which they do. Um, they do basketball, right, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Turner, TNT, TBS. They have some baseball. They have college basketball. So March Madness is sort of their big thing. Mm-hmm. And the NBA on TNT. They are also partnered with Warner in some way all the broader media conglomerates are. Um, so, so maybe NHL will end up on HBO Max. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I, so yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with all this, but my favorite part of the like things that I had been reading had been like ESPN, TD, TNT, and also, I don't know, maybe HBO Max. Like it was like, kind of like, like we, we don't know yet, but like I, probably, you know, which kind of makes sense because like, We've been waiting, I feel like, for the streaming giants to get more into, like, sports rights. It's, like, the next big frontier frontier for a lot of, like, the Apple TVs and Netflix if they want to be players. Um, Amazon just got into the most recent NFL deal, which is a pretty big deal. Um, but it's it was very funny because, like, ESPN and TNT made a lot of sense. And then HBO Max, like, decidedly does not like, fit <laughs> in that. Like, a very different different vibe there. Yes, although with ESPN getting involved, it also means that I think, from what I understand, all of this sort of NHL.TV stuff will end up on through ESPN Plus, which is their... ESPN Plus, yeah. right, yeah. Because ESPN Plus. Plus also needed something... Like, they have a lot of material, especially when it comes to college sports and whatnot, but, like, you know, the N- the NFL is very locked up tight. The NBA is very split. It seems like they just kind of really needed, like they wanted to be kind of the red zone of hockey in a way. And, and, you know, hockey is not the most popular sport in America, but like, you know, 4% of people is who need to have something as a solid business revenue plan. As far as those things go. Yeah. I, well, they did have uh, some hockey for a while because with the Fox merger, they got all the regional Fox sports networks and then that was broken up. And then that has all been spun off to Bally sports, which is the new player in all of this. 
They're just um, Sinclair, though, right? I guess, but they're called Bally. I don't know. Yeah. No, um, Sinclair bought all the Fox RSNs at the wor- So, first of all, go, Tyler, what you were saying? Every single thing no, about no. the way that this deal was announced was very funny. And we can go through oh, several yeah, of the yeah, other yeah, ways yeah, that we can do yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th- here's, here's what happened with, with Sinclair, which is like objectively really funny, which is like Sinclair um, obviously has a number of television stations in the United States, many of which have a very uh, a strong conservative viewpoint. Um, mm. Sinclair, after you know some very nice people at the Department of Justice strongly imply that Disney may do well to part with their RSNs acquired through the Fox acquisition, um, they had to sell them and they sold them to Sinclair who I think partnered with Bally's, which is a casino, right? And then named it that. But like, they purchased the regional rights to sports um, as a global pandemic is hitting Earth. And so immediately, like, uh, a fortune is spent on a thing that that very quickly evaporates. And like, um, so I guess that those, they they spun off to that. But like, the thing that like, I found most, like, just kind of really funny about this was that like, wasn't it revealed that NBC was not going to get any NHL games, not through like NBC or the NHL or any of the rivals, but the fucking WWE was in their report, <laughs> their investor day. And they were just like, well, do you think that the, the uh, NBC is going to be able to keep paying you guys? And they were basically like, yeah, we don't really think that they're in the hockey business anymore. They're in the wrestling <laughs> business now. And then it was real, everybody's like, well, I guess that NBC's chickening out of the deal <laughs> like um so that was the best part just like that they got scooped by fucking wrestling <laughs> was it like an earnings report it Is was the, like, the wwe had earnings this week and it like they, and like an analyst was just like do you think that you'll be competing like the, the question was just like do you think that you're like they were paying you a lot of money do you think that's going to continue it was right, basically yeah. what only analysts want to know and the answer to their question was just like yeah we have a strong suspicion that i don't know all the money that they're spending on hockey might be going towards other stuff but who can say <laughs> like <laughs> yeah what else could they be spending it on the car auction yeah. uh, okay i have a question about the car auction why is that on all the time i am a night owl and sometimes <laughs> after canada's late game stop car auctions come on is this a sport tyler <laughs> Oh man, I have. Uh, I'm gonna say, oh shit! Hold on, <laughs> I was. Damn it. Uh, maybe uh, I have to think more about that. But my car auction bit, sorry, <laughs> is uh, 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 so when you watch sports late at night, as uh, well, uh, both of you, I'm sure know, but like, uh, like watching the late game, watch, watching the late NBA game on TNT. Uh, because I do that and I fall asleep on my couch, I wake up and turn on my TV <laughs> and I've probably watched like 12 hours worth of Charmed or Supernatural, <laughs> but in like two second chunks. You know, like I turn on my TV and change it. But like in terms of accumulate, accumulated lifetime, just because that is what is on TNT when you turn on your TV after the last thing you turned off was NBA. Uh, just, I understand. I, I'm like, oh, Supernatural again. And the Meekums, Meekums, right? That's the yes. Me, Matt, Matt Mason, Me, Meekums, right? Yes. Meekums car auctions is the same way where it's like, I, I, I'm watching Premier League soccer. I'm watching hockey or whatever. I go take the dog for a walk and I come back and it's like, oh, yeah you've been giving like an hour and a half of ratings to the car auction so who knows i think it is one of those things um also similar to the other nbc sports network product uh which is world chase tag (laughs) (laughs) world chase tag it is basically pro parkour 
Mm-hmm. Where they're running around a little audience or a little arena of basically just like railings and ramps and it's tag, but they're all doing parkour and it's incredible. But it is sort of this thing where it is, I guess the equivalent is poker in the sense that it is a mm. sport like thing that they can package and run whenever and they don't have to air it live. And then they are not re-airing anything that used to be live or trying to staff a studio show. It also, like, again, like... It's like the MTV ridiculousness <laughs> conundrum. You know, yes. like, have you seen those? Like, yeah. Oh, it it's is. The same. It's, I love the yeah. challenge. MTV is just ridiculousness, except <laughs> yeah, for the all, one hour for, every week. Yeah, 9 p.m. Wednesdays or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. I will say, um, I just pulled up a press release from August 15th, 2019, where NBC Sports Group writes, deal to carry Meacham, Meacham auctions through 2024. And because I, I, I searched this for one reason, which is I needed to find out which direction money was flowing. I was unclear whether <laughs> Meekum is paying to be on NBC Sports after hockey or NBC Sports is paying Meekum for their content. And I'm going to tell you something real quick. It is not abundantly clear which direction the flow is currently <laughs> because it says that NBC and NBC Assemble collaborate, collaborate to feature at least 12 of at least, as in, like, they're not really sure how many car auctions are going to happen. At least 12 of Meekum's annual car auctions, <laughs> including the Kiss Me and Monterey auctions, with approximately 200 hours of premier coverage. NBC and NBCSN's coverage of the car auctions can be streamed online, because why the fuck not? They Like, really, they're going to get real, real rude over the rights to that. <laughs> they're proud to continue, quote, our strong relationship with Meekum auctions. At no point do they say who is paying who or what amount is being paid. Yeah, there's like this goes all the way to the top. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like just, just someone is someone's brother-in-law or father, more likely. And uh, yeah, it goes, it, it goes. All, I do love the uh, word uh, roughly twelve or whatever. <laughs> like, like listen, some of the auctions are up in the air. We're not sure if we can get the cars there or not. But like, <laughs> yes. Um, Anyway, the the experience of watching hockey is wonderful, um, both for the after Pro party hockey. as well as, as everything else. Yeah. Um, mm. So, uh, also like you know, with the changing of the hands, uh, there's obviously going to be a return to you know some folks getting coverage. ESPN is going to be covering uh, sports again, and like I know that with the NFL, like various different innovations have taken place on various different networks. Now that NBC, like you have, you sent just a thing about the Fox Track glowing puck. Like, what are some expectations for ways that we might be able to enjoy hockey presentations now moving forward that were not being offered by the National Broadcasting Company or their partners at Mecom? Yeah. So first off, we got to talk about the Fox Track glowing puck, especially as you guys were talking about sort of the hockey broadcasters sort of intonation, helping you understand what's going on during the game. Well, a while back, Fox decided that the way to handle that instead of having you listen to the announcer, watch the game, understand what's going on is to just have the puck just have this faint blue glow on it so that you can see it easier. And if it is hit faster than like 70 miles per hour in a slap shot, it'll have a re- like an orange comet tail on it. Um, so that was <laughs> they did the NBA street on fire. Like, yes. Was, who was, was. who is the broadcasting partner? Nickelodeon? Like, yeah. So, so this was Fox tracks. It was tied to, um, Basically, the company that developed the technology then went on to be the company that put the yellow line on the NFL field. You are shitting me. Really? 
that it, they oh my god how does that like <laughs> which then we can only assume led to the nickelodeon slime zone during <laughs> the nfl on nickelodeon broadcast a it's literal glow up a yeah. literal glow up how did fans enjoy this uh permutation on their on their game um so it's one of those things where all the sort of analysis online of it i never experienced it because i didn't start watching hockey until about 2012 and this happened back in the 90s, I believe, um, is that people thought the Canadians would hate it, and it was basically viewed as marketing hockey to the dumb American audience that can't understand this anyway. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so it was the Fox Tracks with two X's, so Fox Tracks with an X. Um, and is then it, they had to have... in the 90s by any chance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they had to have a puck truck, which was basically a trailer attached to a truck to like receive all the data from the puck. Oh my um, god! And so, if you are interested in buying one of these pucks on eBay, it runs for a thousand dollars. What? Hell yes! Fox tracks it, it, like it's a, it's just a puck with a chip in it, right? Oh, correct. It's just a puck with a chip. In it. Does the puck currently have a chip in it? Yes. What What else has chips on it on the ice? This is a good question. <laughs> Um, so they have also started doing player tracking technology in the jerseys. So they debuted that at an all-star game a couple of years ago and then also in the puck. So basically you could track sort of ice time, where they are, speed, etc. They've used it mostly in the all-star games. At least that's where they've shown all the information. Um, but you also get some incredible moments like how during i think it was during an all-star game back in 2019 it like you could see all the like name tags were going above all the players and it looked like just a very chaotic internet experience (laughs) yeah it's great (laughs) it looked like uh it looked like uh uh like a metaverse like ready player one style (laughs) like everyone with their little like player tag above them or something like that running around the ice it was great wait you sent a video this is for my uh for my first for my first bet struggles, I was like, this is kind of nice. <laughs> like this, this. So like, like for all the Canadians that are being there, being like, these dumb American fans don't know shit. Me, dumb American fan being like, ah, I kind of get it. You know? <laughs> this now is I know where so, my guy is. This is so... Okay, so I'll try to link this in the show description. But like, it literally looks like you hacked into an NHL video game and broke it. <laughs> and it's just like... Oh, that's so yeah, wonderful. I think the video is from like the warm-ups from the All-Star game and basically <laughs> they're all just skating around. So then you have like 20 players on the ice. You have more than a normal game. And they all have their name, their number, a logo on top of them and it's all moving. It's incredible. I love how all my favorite players have 5G. This is great. <laughs> Sick. Any like any other like so do they just kind of guinea pig this shit during the All-Star game? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the All-Star game is sort of the... I mean, they just guinea pig everything during the All-Star game. That is where they tried out, basically. That's where they were like, ah, let's try three-on-three overtime. But we'll just make the whole thing a three-on-three tournament. And it was awesome, because basically the NHL's All-Star game is great, because it it is the only league that is just like, we're just not going to make this a normal game. Let's just make this weird as hell. So they had, for a couple seasons, they had a draft where the players drafted each other, which is what I think the NBA did a couple of years back. NBA just started stealing that, yeah. Yeah, so on the NHL, basically, they let the players get drunk. They let them draft each (laughs) other. 
<laughs> and the player that was drafted last won a car. So there's a great year. Where- oh my god! Are you yes. serious? Yes. Are you serious? Was it a good car? It was a Honda. That's so good. Yes. That's yes. even better. So- yeah. The incredible year is there's one year where Alex Ovechkin gets like very drunk and is like trying to be picked last because he just like really wants the car. Give me and that you're car. like, okay, is he just doing a bit? And then it comes out that he's act and then I don't think he actually was chosen last and he acted like really upset over it. And again, everyone's like, is he just doing a bit? Like what's going on? <laughs> it's Alex Ovechkin. He does not need a Honda. Um and it turns out he was trying to get the car to give to a charity or someone that he had met through a charity and it was this really amazing story and then honda ended up giving the car to this girl and her family or the charity anyway <laughs> that's so um nice. but that, hockey's great hockey's weird it's great shout out to honda for like effectively utilizing it like kia has to insert itself into the dunk contest to <laughs> milk ads for three years with blake griffin you know like and and here's honda being like what's up we're giving a car to the drunkest guy in the NHL. <laughs> like, that is sick. Now, hold on real quick. How long before is this? Are they getting drunk like the night before the All-Star game with the like implication being that like they'll be hung over for the game? Or was there like a degree of separation between these? So it's things? the All-Star weekend. So they okay. got that. The draft happened, I believe, Friday night. Saturday is the skills competition. And then also I think okay. the mascots have a competition. Um, and then the actual game is on Sunday, usually. Okay. So so recovery time built in at least. But still, like, the input. I've had two-day hangovers for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> that rips. <laughs> That's so good. Is there, they have to, like, are they doing it this year? Or are they not doing it this year? Or are they, like, going to try to do it this year? I don't think they're doing it this year, which is the smart decision. Also, when half of, well, not half, but when a large portion of your teams can't cross a border and play all the your border. other teams yeah. You yeah. Probably shouldn't be now, having an all-star game is is the nhl all-star game like beloved by the hockey community in general or because like you know everyone in the nfl hates the pro bowl but it's like listen it's a sponsorship deal we bring everyone to orlando like i don't know what to tell you this is <laughs> it's an extra week of football that we can charge to fox so like deal with <laughs> yeah. it you know like that is like literally the conversation uh nba is like getting there but there's still a mixed bag but is there like a general affection for the all-star game in the nhl I have a little bit of affection for it. I think the fact that okay. they have stopped basically trying to make it a normal right. game and they're tr- like, they don't do the thing like baseball had done where they try and make it matter. Like you still right. have players dropping out who choose not to play, but you also have, they've mixed up the formula. They did the draft thing. They did all these three on three tournament systems. They brought in women's hockey players to sort of play a game Sick. and participate in the skills competition. Um, you also had the whole John Scott episode that happened that was incredible, yeah. um, where basically they left the voting of the All-Stars up to the fans online oh, and in yeah. sort of a voting yeah. vote face as <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario, the fans rallied behind um, John Scott, who was basically an enforcer kind of goon, like not very skilled, very tall, very big. We're very pro-goon um, on a couple of goons. Yes, of course we're pro-goon. Um, so they, the fans rallied behind and voted him into the all-star game. Also at the same time, he got waved by his team and was put down into the AHL while he was supposed to be in the all-star game because 
the NHL execs uh, clearly were not into this idea of fans breaking the entire thing. Um, and meanwhile, it is clearly the most incredible thing that has happened to hockey. Um, and then, like, the fans had to, like, bug the NHL to let him participate in the All-Star game. He participated. He, I think, captained his, like, team because that was when they were doing the three-on-three tournament. So there was, like, four or six teams or something. It was great. He was voted MVP. He won a car. Um, they have sold the this car. story for a movie deal. It, it's Does incredible. the NHL just exist to give cars to rich men? <laughs> yeah. yeah this is, it's, it's related to Mikos, okay? We we're going to blow this whole thing wide open, okay? Just a, again, it goes all the way to the top. Oh, perfect. Um, but that tells me that fans have a like appreciation for it. I guess right, like like it seems it's based on that little story alone. Like they're they're um, they seem down to play with the format and excited to like embrace the chaos that is NHL All Star. Yeah, they they embrace the chaos of NHL All Star. They embrace the chaos that is the emergency backup goalie. Mm-hmm, the- yes. Andrew Hammond th- and throwing hamburgers on the ice, the Hur- Carolina Hurricanes being plenty of goons and playing duck, duck, goose on the ice after they win. Like, incredible. I love the weird stuff in hockey. Like, and I think the fans embrace it and it's just yeah. fun. And it, I like hockey when it embraces that it's not the top sport in America and doesn't necessarily have to be and instead can just be weird and niche and a little strange. Yes. A little strange is, is slightly mild. Um, you've sent over um, something I just was intrigued and wanted to ask about. What is Pierre Maguire inside the glass and why did you capitalize it and insist that we talk about it? Yes. Um, so Pierre Maguire is an NBC sports analyst. He's been on NBCSN basically since they got the deal. His whole thing is basically, so during a hockey game, you have the two teams are on the benches and then in between them, there's glass partitions, and then there's a little space, and that's the space that Pierre Maguire fits in. And he analyzes the games. The segments are, we go to Pierre Maguire uh, inside the glass, because he's inside the glass between the coaches. Um, and it's... He's not well-liked, I'll be honest, by the fans. <laughs> he um, has a tendency to talk about where players are from, constantly where they played in like minors and even smaller and junior hockey um but like in a in a problematic way or in like <laughs> a i know too much about these people like oh like we love them out of kenosha or whatever like in, <laughs> yeah. a little no i don't think as problematic as like a don cherry but you sort okay, of have sure, that sort of like, oh. yeah yeah you sort of have just like okay I don't need to know this. This is not relevant. Sure. I'm trying right. to watch yeah. the game. I do not care. Right. Okay. Um, that makes sense. There also is just, there are some arenas where the space between the glass is significantly smaller and <laughs> just like <looks> extremely cramped. <laughs> it's really funny. It's incredible. Also, um, a box. <laughs> I don't know um, if being a Flyers fan, you were aware of the time the Flyers and the Penguins coaches got in a fight and like were like standing on top of the boards yelling at each other, um, like across no. the coach um, or across the like team area. <laughs> and then in between them, and just he's ducking. <laughs> <laughs> just crouching down. <laughs> 
in in this situation is he like Harrisburg just in between the two cities right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I'm it's trying to, I'm trying to find evidence of this <laughs> yeah it's been like it's been very fun just especially because like I haven't like there isn't somebody who I like, like dislike their calling yet like I even like the like people talking in between about like their thoughts about hockey and stuff. Like it's just like, you know, a pretty good, it's got the right balance of like, sometimes you feel like the NFL tries to be a lot more mainstream than they necessarily need to. And like really just kind of dumb it down a lot for a lot of their Mm -hmm. interstitials. Um, I think that even you can see that a little bit in basketball sometimes. Um, But like, I like hockey because they're not like afraid to kind of get into the meat of it. And I think that they realize like, you know, this isn't the most popular, like you were saying, like this isn't necessarily the most popular, but like if you lean into that and really just kind of make it pleasant for everyone involved, it's, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a pretty fun broadcast. This picture is amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> Coachesfight.png. All right, let's see. Have you opened it? it? No, is like, I'm going there. It, it, it absolutely delivers. Like it is. This shit is Caravaggio. Is, Are you kidding me? Yeah, it is. Allow me to. There's some me- like. <laughs> accidental renaissance going on and stuff <laughs> exactly. like i'm pretty sure rule of thirds has been applied it's 100 like, glorious there are two yeah. grown-ass men standing on little tiny things and then there's a very sullen person with a head a headlamp in between and they're just this is great this looks like like uh, like an eastern european parliament it's so good i just like, <laughs> yeah. like there you go <laughs> like basuited men just yelling at each other mm-hmm. the suits add so much they really do oh it's yeah incredible. No. <laughs> this is a great sport. <laughs> um, so, like, so Tyler, do you have any kind of questions about, you know, how it's... So we also haven't seen playoff hockey really yet. Is there anything that kind of mm-hmm. changes in terms of how, like, what's the age... Like, are the same guys covering every nationally broadcast game? Are they swapping folks? Like, are there good teams and bad teams that we just haven't been exposed to? Because I've been catching it on MSG. And Tyler, you've presumably been watching the flyers on, on whatever MSG of Pennsylvania MSC sports, Philadelphia classic. Um, but like, so is, does anything kind of change that we should be looking forward to or shying away from and not like, um, so the first biggest change in terms of playoff hockey broadcasts is that once they hit overtime, they do not break for commercial. Oh, hell so yeah. you are. Yes. Yeah, so including like when, um, it was, I believe the twenty. 13 playoffs where the Bruins went to like triple overtime. It's like, you're just stuck there for 20 minutes and it's (laughs) sudden death. And you're just like, okay, I can't get up. I can't move. I can't go anywhere. There's no breaks. It's the literal manifestation of the Joe Buck. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) You know, like it is. That was a a great game. (laughs) But that's fun. So basically just like, you know, be hydrated, make sure that you have a little bit of reserve food supply and, and hope for the yeah. best. Be be aware that you might have to camp out. No. Um, and then the other sort of thing that's new for sort of this season, um, it might have been new for last season. I can't remember exactly when uh, Mike or Doc Emmerich retired, but he was sort of the gold standard of hockey broadcasting. He was NBC's absolute 18 play-by-play man. He would... He has a very unique style in that he is constantly narrating the game to a point where he has like, like um, back in 2014, a fan went down and documented all of the verbs that he used during the USA Canada Olympics game. And it, it it's wild. There's a lot of them. And so he was sort of the gold standard and very 
constantly talking through. And so I think maybe NBC's A team this year for the playoffs is Mike Tirico, who did the oh, word, like yeah. Placid series, which is a very different style and that he is a much more sort of reserved, a little pulled back, not constantly narrating every single move of the puck, which is what Doc Emmerich did, including such words as, let's see, I pulled some of my favorites. <laughs> Dished, dumped, flagged, flopped, ricocheted. I love ricocheted. <laughs> Squibbed, careened, and caromed were some Ooh. of my favorites. An innovator with a thesaurus. You love it. <laughs> he is an absolute really? innovator with a thesaurus. So it's going to be very interesting watching playoff hockey without him this year. And then we'll see who the NHL broadcasts will have after NBCSN. So I had a couple of questions on this topic, if you could indulge me, Emily. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, do people hate Tariko? Or I, I don't want to be too strong. With no, this is like, a great are, question. I have the same one. Keep going. <laughs> because Tariko, um, they briefly tried to have him do soccer, right? Because he's like, he's the guy on NBC. But mm-hmm. if like into the weeds of it, he's he's waiting for Al Michaels seat. But Al Michaels seat is not opening up because Al Michaels is Al Michaels. You know, like and he's. Yeah. He's the god. And so they tried to, when they got, I'm pretty sure it was when they got the Premier League rights. I'm not sure. They tried to be like, hey, Tariko, can you do hockey? And he he was he was trying. and But he kind of got caught in between the European and American style of broadcast, right? Because he was clearly coming from it from this different perspective. And you just like don't really believe it when you hear Tariko go like, oh, a clever pass. You know, like, <laughs> like you know that it's learned language as opposed to natural. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that there's like a similar, or I don't know. I'm asking, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, is there a similar backlash with, from the hockey community or is he, but he's also done more hockey than soccer. I think it seems like it's less foreign. Yeah. It seemed like he was pretty comfortable in it at Lake Placid. Um, I will say I, I am a lover of Olympic sports broadcasts. He has not replaced the Bob Costas shaped hole in my heart. I miss okay. Bob so much. I, It's not the same. So I feel like that'll probably happen. It's also Doc Emmerich is a very hard shoes to fill. I mean, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. This list is amazing because it gets <laughs> at kind of the like, the soccerness of it, right? Like, 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 I don't know. I, I have my favorite NFL broadcast th- teams, but the language around it is just kind of like exhausting and insufferable because there's only so many words, you know? Yeah. And, um, there, there's, then you have like, you know, uh, you know, Sir Ian Dark and all the <laughs> soccer guys who are just like, like, you, you know, they're, they're poets, you know, they're like live. <laughs> They're live reacting poets. It's it's gnarly, and then I feel like the, like a lot of hockey guys are like the Canadian versions of that, where they're talking faster than the soccer guys, mm-hmm. but they have this like thesaurus kind of relationship with translating the sport into like with a wider scope of language and like kind of opening it up to um, creative interpretation as opposed to this like hard nose this x happened then y happened then z happened yeah i think also given how fast it moves and how really it's just a puck bouncing around from one end to another (laughs) you gotta have more than (laughs) pass and it goes there and it goes there (laughs) and it goes there and it goes there yeah yeah Yeah. and then i one more bother so we are we have 
hockey going from NBC to TNT. TNT famously has, you know, its broadcast teams and also the inside the NBA crew. So Emily, you're put in charge of <laughs> Ooh. Uh, filling out the TNT broadcast booth and uh, if you want to, the like desk, right, for intermissions. Do you have like, are there like go-to hires? Are there people that like TNT would be insane not to give this guy $5 million right now if they want to be serious about hockey? Um, I think I would say you want to get Kendall Coyne Schofield, who has started getting into broadcasting. Um, I think there's a lot of women's hockey players who could sort of move into that Candace Parker spot, um, who have also started to be involved more and more on the NBC sports side. But also once NBC doesn't have hockey, I think they will be very easy to poach. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited at that potential uh, in particular. That's, that's cool. That's yeah, that's sick. They, they, I, I feel like it's been a while because Candace Parker's been great when she's gotten on inside the NBA, but it's also hard because that desk is so established. It's kind of like when Kenny or Charles wants to take a night off. You know what I mean? But I, they're st- if they're starting something from they nothing are. here, they have no staff, there's, and they have to get shit together in like ninety days. It's wild. You can do whatever you want, right? And yeah. so. Let's do something cool. That's a, I really yeah. hope that that's a really good point. I hope that they do something cool with that because it's so rare that you get to build up a booth from the ground up and like right. they could really like unfuck a lot of things when they do this and that would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's see. No one associated with a certain sports network's podcast that also has a line of alcohol involved. Just none of that. <laughs> none of that. <laughs> yes. Um... So, uh, Neil sent me a bunch of games of the week that folks should watch. Um, I'm going to ignore that and say you should watch Wednesday, April 28th, Meekum Top 10 Motorcycles, 2.30 a.m. to 3 (laughs) o'clock a.m. Then on the 28th from 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., the Top 10 Drag Cars. Uh, On the 28th from 4.30 to 5 p.m. on also and it seems to be the same time they seem to be double booked anyway mustangs is where it's at <laughs> uh and then just and i have no idea what this is but from 12 30 a.m to 1 a.m eastern time on the 29th it's just the word glendale which i think is a suburb in california <laughs> don't know what kind of vehicle it is but you should watch that too um after you uh, watch a hockey game and stick around here on nbc sports um Thanks again, guys, for coming on. This is really fun. Uh, Neil will be be back next week, uh, but sometimes when the Pfizer Corporation hooks you up with some mRNA, you get a little sleepy, and we give them a week off. Um, But so, uh, Tyler, where can folks find you? Oh, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. It's just my name, Tyler Laletta. What's up? Uh, Also, find all my writing shit at Insider, um, where I write about sports, but usually not hockey, because uh, it's not i don't know we're working on it but it's usually nfl i'm drowning in the nfl draft right now so uh by the time you're listening to this hopefully the san francisco 49ers can make their pick at number three and (laughs) i will be able to sleep once again but until then uh i'm i'm dying please hope for my survival and read my posts (laughs) uh emily where can folks find you Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Shem. Um, And then at 538, I make uh, pretty pictures. Um, And then also uh, every other week I've been chatting with Neil and some other contributors about hockey. So it's been great. That's fun. And I am Walt Hickey and you can find me. Damn it, Tyler. 
I, why are you cutting me off with music? I, I just get yeah. it. Ah. We got him. Bah. All right. Um, I'm Walt Hickey. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Come on, Max. <laughs> oh, man. Hooray.